Hello, hi, and welcome to Transformative. I am your wonderful host, Parker, and I don't know much, but I do know how to talk, so I'm just going to do that. Today, the topic is coming out, so yes, it will be a more LGBT-focused episode, unlike the last one, which is kind of an all-inclusive episode, because everybody has an identity crisis at some point. Anyways, coming out. It sucks. I don't think anybody really likes coming out, but after they do come out, depending on how it goes, they're, they could be a lot better off. I know that I am a lot less stressed now that I don't have to lie to my mom. Because it's a source of stress for everybody that I know who is still in the closet, who hasn't come out to their parents, and just most LGBT people, LGBT people in general. I know I said I know how to talk, but I don't think I do. <laughs> We hear so much about the worst-case scenarios, like getting kicked out or put through conversion therapy, which really makes it seem like the worst-case scenario is the only one that there is, but I'm living proof that that isn't true. In this episode, we're going to talk about what coming out is, some coming out methods, what my story and, like, what I did, what I wish I did differently, some psychology behind coming out, and I'm getting my mom on the episode to talk about how... I don't know, ridiculous my coming out was. <laughs> it was a roller coaster for sure. Uh, all about coming out. So, what is coming out? Coming out, yeah, it'll get smarter, but like, let's start with the basics. Coming out is known in the LGBT community as coming out of the closet and is used as a metaphor for disclosing your romantic or sexual orientation or your gender identity. So, plenty of closet jokes. (laughs) While researching for this episode, I actually fell into a bit of a rabbit hole of sorts of uh, researching the origins of coming out, and I think it's super cool, but it doesn't really have anything to do with what it actually is, so I'm gonna talk. I might ramble. Skip ahead like a a minute, maybe? And if you want to skip the origins, but like, I recommend staying because I think it's pretty, uh, out there. I also recommend googling it. So, well, (laughs) the closet metaphor wasn't actually used until the 1960s, and it originated from the whole, like, skeletons in the closet idiom to refer to the fact that, back then, if you revealed that you weren't straight, it would damage people's perceptions of you. Because homophobic 1960s, yay! The original phrase coming out is meant, is was originally used to mean joining into LGBT society. Not disclosing your sexual orientation orientation or gender identity, even though back then it was pretty much the same thing. Fun fact, I have a lisp, so words like orientation, if I talk too fast, uh, come out a little. Eh. That was just, yeah. Side note, like that part. <laughs> uh... Anyways, back on with the actual episode stuff, because I can talk for a while if you let me, and this is literally just me sitting in a room with a microphone by myself, which means that I will let me talk for a while. Which I guess is good, because these episodes are supposed to be half an hour long. Alright, different coming out methods. This could go on for a while, but I'm not gonna let it. (laughs) There are a lot of ways of coming out, and I could probably make an episode just about that, but that's boring and i don't think many people want to do that because you could literally google it and there would be like 27 buzzfeed articles about fun ways to come out i actually read one of those for research for this episode 
and it was released in like the fall a couple of years ago so half of them included pumpkins and honestly if you want to come out like around halloween and just carve i'm gay into a pumpkin i am right there with you but (laughs) i didn't include that please if you do that send me a picture (laughs) on twitter at transform underscore pod underscore and on instagram at uh, transformative podcast transformative underscore podcast shameless promo shameful promo anyways (laughs) uh yeah so i did you a favor because i went through all of those like 27 buzzfeed articles and picked my favorite or some classics so you are welcome thank me later the first up is the very classic and in my opinion a little overused but cake isn't really overused everybody loves cake except for if you don't in which case um you do you i don't think we can be friends First up is the classic making a delicious baked treat, but giving it a rainbow twist, or just simply writing I'm gay, or bi, or trans, or anything else that you are, on the top. Which, pretty easy, you could just get a store-bought cake, and then write your sexuality or gender on the top, but like, where's the fun in that? Make it yourself. Suffer. Another option is to make a scavenger hunt and leave rainbows and a note at the end. A uh, classic twist on the, or a uh, new twist on the classic leaving just a note. Some classics include recording a video, giving them the link. That's a newer classic. Uh, writing a note, sitting them down and explaining everything, or sending a card. I did the writing a note, <laughs> because I knew I would screw it up if I didn't. There are a ton more options, and honestly, you could easily Google them, but my personal suggestion would just be sticking to the classics, because that, that's probably easy. Alright, now we're going to get into psychology, which, not going to lie, my favorite part, because I'm a science nerd, but might be boring for some people, but also, I'm going to talk, because this is my podcast, so, ha. <laughs> I'm kidding, please don't leave. I need views. Um, views? Listens? I'm so tired. Different aspects of coming out. Psychology. Whoa. There have been a lot of models describing, like, the process of coming out and, like, the psychological aspects of it. But you may have heard of this one. It's the CAS model. I don't know why I said you may have heard of this one, because I didn't hear about this one. It's made by Dr. Vivian Cass, who is a clinical psychologist and a sexual therapist, so you know that she knows what she's talking about. There are six stages in the Cass model. Identity confusion, identity comparison, identity tolerance, identity acceptance, identity pride, and identity synthesis. I don't think I've ever said identity more than when I'm recording any of these episodes. Like, damn. The first stage, identity confusion, is where you start to see that you're different from other people, but you deny your feelings. You know, the classic just, I don't like what's happening, so I'm just going to shove it deep down and deal with it a couple years down the line. Which I think I do every day, but (laughs) we won't talk about that. We'll talk about that a couple years down the line. Identity comparison, the second step, is where you start to experiment with labels and compare yourself to others who may be like you. And that's where, like, stereotypes come into play, and that's not fun, where you're like, I don't do this thing, so I must not be this thing. Oh, we love stereotypes. We don't, but we do. Uh, identity tolerance. 
is the stage where you encounter an event or take part in a conversation that helps you break through your denial. Where you're like, oh, <laughs> this makes a lot of sense. But yeah, so side story. Uh, my identity like tolerance moment was in my swimming class. Before I even knew that I was trans. No, I knew I was trans. But I had never had a crush on a girl. Because I'm bi. Yay. <laughs> but there was this really cute girl in my swimming class and we were we would race every time that we had to do our laps and I was like oh, okay so this makes sense it wasn't like the identity tolerance moment can doesn't have to be anything like exponential it can literally just be racing behind somebody who you didn't know you had a crush on in your swimming class or just standing there and seeing somebody like attractive or whatever it doesn't have to be a crush i don't know why that's all that i'm explaining but yeah things can happen things are fun next <laughs> uh identity acceptance this is the stage where you finally accept your identity as a part of yourself and you kind of like want to explore your identity but I would say careful that it doesn't turn into the next stage, which is identity pride. But it's the next stage. So uh, I feel like there's almost no avoiding it. But that is where you start to make your like sexual or romantic orientation or your gender identity literally all that you talk about or all that you are and make it like your primary personality trait, which isn't great because <laughs> you're so much more than your sexuality, you're so much more than your gender. So... It's not good. Uh, hopefully you don't stay in that stage for long, but I don't think it can be really helped. It might be, but like, eh. <laughs> uh, Identity synthesis. The final stage, where you accept your identity as a part of yourself, but you don't let it take over your personality. Whoa, what a concept. It'll take time, but eventually you will be like, yeah, this is just a part of me. Uh, back off, homophobes, because homophobes can back off none of these are set in stone these are just like psychological predictions from people just people's experiences but from my personal experiences i think they're pretty dang accurate which i guess can make sense so yeah i didn't spend much on the identity pride stage i can't actually tell if i'm in identity synthesis or identity pride because um well, I do talk about my sexuality and gender or gender orientation, gender identity. That's a word. <laughs> I talk about it, but like I'm not obnoxious about it and it's not my only personality trait. So, yeah, it's so much fun. It's like the five stages of grief, but a lot harder to differentiate. <laughs> I don't know why I went with that comparison. It wasn't a good comparison forget that I'm talking. Uh, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point of podcasts, is to just forget that the person is talking in the background. And to give you some background noise, but like still kind of listen to them. I don't know. Whatever works. Uh, speaking of whatever works, <laughs> I need to get better at segues. That's the thing that I'm learning from this podcast, is that I suck at segues. But yeah, I'm gonna talk about me now. <laughs> oh my god. I don't think I've 
ever talked about me as much as I have in the past, like, two episodes. I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing, but, like, it's a thing. So, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I'm bi. So, I have two coming out stories. I came out as bi, and then I came out as trans. And it didn't get easier. My mom definitely got more accepting after I'd come out as bi, because she, you know, figured stuff out a little bit more. And, or, not figured stuff out, but, like, you know, <laughs> became more familiar with the LGBT community and stuff. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't really get easier, because I came out as trans after I came out as bi, a while after I came out as bi, and I think I was more stressed when I came out as trans, <laughs> because, uh, a little bit of a big deal. So, yeah, whoo. You'll hear this a lot, but, uh, you never stop coming out. You will come out to so many people, you will lose track, you will not remember every coming out. So, somebody could ask you, like, hey, when did you come out? And you could just be like, wait, which time? <laughs> when I came out to my friends, when I came out to my parents, when I came out to my teachers, when I came out to my doctors, when I came out to my therapists, like, there's... When I came out to that random stranger on the street, just so many different things. I literally just came out to a new classmate today because I was, com there was, we had a sub and they said my dead name on attendance because it's not legally changed yet. And, <laughs> God, and I just sat down in my seat next to the girl and I was like, oh God, I cannot wait until I get my legal name change. She was like, oh, like, First name, last name, both. And I was like, uh, first name. She's like, oh, what are you changing it to? And I just said, I'm changing it to Parker. And she was so confused. So I was just like, I am trans. It's not a legal thing. Every time that we have a substitute, it's a pain in my butt. So, yeah. You never stop coming out. It gets easier when you come out to, like, strangers or whatever. Just, yeah. Coming out to your parents doesn't get easier. <laughs> was so stressed to tell my dad and then my dad's reaction okay he didn't say this but I'm half sure I'm half sure that he had a bet going on with my stepmom when I would come out to them <laughs> probably not but like you know I feel like my dad would do that but yeah woo talking anyways uh yeah coming out in everyday conversation pretty okay as long as you know that they're not going to be like a dick about it but coming out to like your parents or somebody that you really value and like really respect is kind of a big deal i was so stressed to come out to all of my teachers but like now my teachers really don't care i don't think they really cared to begin with they were just like all right give us your name like we'll we'll do this i can't even remember how i came out as bi <laughs> that was i think it was in a car I think, yeah, it was in a car, and I just did the, I'm bi, I'm still me, nothing's changed, etc, etc. Nothing wrong with that. That's classic, great, uh, but yeah, not very, like, memorable. <laughs> My mom took it well, carried on with whatever we were doing. That was, like, two, three years ago now, <laughs> so... I have a horrible memory, and, uh, the fact that it wasn't, like, super memorable didn't really change that, but, yeah, 
Coming Out as Trans was a lot more recent. I think I came out in October? Don't quote me on that. Might have been November. I think I've been out for five months. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it was a lot more emotional. There was a lot more tears. Um, a lot more questions. And then we saw a movie. So it was fine. <laughs> God, my coming out story is weird, man. It went well, but like, ooh. So I spent about a month, because I like to research. That's why this is like, great. But I spent about a month, uh, researching stuff to like help my mom and writing and rewriting my note. I actually included a list of resources like books and vlogs and websites and I think there was a playlist on there with my coming out letters so then my mom could visit them and then she could like understand me better. And it was whack, but I mean it helped. <laughs> Every time we came out to one of my family members we were just like, Parker made a resource list. Use the resource list, please. Uh, when the day came, because I didn't know, I didn't plan, like, the day, I tried to, and then every time it would come, I would chicken out. So, when the day came where I felt like I was actually ready, uh, my original plan was to put the letter in her wallet before she went to work, since she would read it at work, which is a dick move, and I shouldn't have done that. But the good news is that she didn't read it at work. Because she always buys a coffee first thing in the morning. So I thought that she would see it as soon as she got to work. But she didn't open her wallet the whole day because her debit card wasn't in her wallet. It was in her pants pocket. And I was so stressed all day whenever she would like call or text that it would be about the note. But she didn't even see it. And it was just an awkward like sitcom kind of situation. So, when she got home, we had planned to go see a movie, which I had seen before. I knew it was, like, a sad movie. And, uh, before we left, I took the note out of her wallet. I believe her exact reaction was, Aw, sweetie, I'm sorry I didn't open my wallet. And then my reaction was, well, <laughs> don't say aw yet. Maybe not aw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I sat down beside her on the couch, and I gave her the letter, which was a much better plan. Than putting it in her wallet for her to find out work around all of her co-workers, but you know. Uh, she read it, she cried, she asked questions. That was all to be expected. Uh, what wasn't expected was her, like, telling me through tears. <laughs> the name that I had originally chosen was horrible, but, like, I wasn't that attached to it. It was fine. It's just a hilarious story now. <laughs> but, yeah, we chose one together. We watched the movie. She cried at the movie. I don't think it was because of the movie. And uh, the next morning, I woke up to her a text from her that had a list of boys' names that she liked. So I think it went pretty, pretty damn well. Uh, there's going to be, like, some transition music soon because I need to record the questions for my mom later. So, yeah, I'll be back. And we're back. So, yay, we're here and we're here with my mom. Hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> and we're going to ask her questions about my coming out because this episode totally needs more me, even though I just talked for 20 minutes. 
Yay. All right. Uh, so, Mom, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm tired and alive. So, Yay. good? The, the constant mood. Um, yeah, I have ten-ish questions for you, and I'm going to ask you those ten-ish questions. So you can educate parents and children everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, first question. Did you know that I was going to come out? I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. I For the last, like, two-ish years, I asked every so often, so <laughs> where are you with the whole gender issue? And he just kept saying, no, I, it's all good. I'm just bisexual. <laughs> just and like, I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though it's all I've been thinking about. So... Yeah, so I, I mean, I wasn't surprised when he did come out. Yeah. What was your first thought when I came out? Um, well, when I, I read the letter, um, I felt, hmm, my first thought. I, there's so many thoughts going through my head. I guess my first one was, I, I love you unconditionally no matter what or who you are I would hope so um and then you know fears of your safety because this world can be cruel sometimes and uh you know like what this means for for you and your future and and how we uh you know can can uh for lack of a better term, get through this, not get through this, but just, yeah. you know, finding you the right uh, resources to, to help. And then I guess after that millisecond, after all those went, went through my head, um, then you, your letter was signed, love your son, Peter. <laughs> and I thought, oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's not the name you're. True tears. We love that. Yeah. How committed are you to the name Peter? (laughs) I feel after reading all the parent forums, I felt bad after because you're not supposed to. Well, in your defense, Parker's a much better name. It 100% (laughs) is, yes. Yeah. Um, All right. What did you think about how I came out? You've always been a really thoughtful kid and you always care about about me and my feelings. And uh, I, you wrote a very, a very uh, well-worded letter. And then you also gave me a, a list of resources, <laughs> which I appreciated. Um, yeah, I... You, you've always put a lot of thought into anything like that, letters, uh, any time birthdays or other occasions come around, you're, you always put a lot of thought into it. So I appreciated the letter. See, I did the letter because I knew that I would be a bumbling idiot. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to get my point across, but I'm glad that you liked it. I did. I'm glad that it was good for both of us. I wasn't a bumbling idiot. No, I I mean, it turned out that you were home when I read the letter because you were expecting (laughs) me to read it at work. 
Thank goodness I didn't open it at work. Or I, would have I been, already explained how that was a dick move. Yeah, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> but uh, but it was good. I mean, we were on our way out to a movie, and we sat there silently for an hour and a half, and you know, you cried, and cried I don't think it was the movie. Held movie or held held hands, and it was all good. All was well. Yeah. Uh, how did you, or did you, like, talk yourself through my coming out? Mm. Research right away. I, I mean, I, again, the, not, not loving or accepting you was never an option. So I, growing, being born in the 70s and growing up through the 80s and 90s, um, and in a small town, in a conservative family, it was uh, something LGBTQ was something we weren't exposed to a lot, but it was never, I've never had, I've always thought you, you love who you love and you are who you are and, and that's it. But transgender, uh, I, it, again, it was just fear of, of your safety and, and the world around us and, and uh, I knew to deal with that, I needed to be knowledgeable. And uh, so that's what I did. I did a lot of research. I uh, watched documentaries. I listened to podcasts. I found a great audiobook that I loved and, uh, and read a lot. Yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest thing for people on both sides of it, the the kid and the parent or whoever the kid is coming out to just research so you know your stuff before you actually do anything. There's a lot of misconceptions and, and I was guilty of them before you came out as well. And, yeah. you know, and trying to educate everybody because you, you, you want your kid to be happy and healthy above all. And uh, so it was just, arming myself with that knowledge and and knowing where to to look for for the healthcare and uh, resources and and guidance that that we both needed. Yeah. Uh what advice do you have for parents who suspect that their kid is trans because as you said before you su- kind of suspected that I was trans. Yeah, I I mean and your your kids going to come out when they're ready. Obviously, because I kept asking Parker, are you sure? Where are you? Like, you can tell me anything. I Even in you, like no the what. week before I actually came out, she still asked me and I still said no, because I just, I wasn't ready yet. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if that's something that you suspect, start, start doing research now and arming yourself with that knowledge and maybe, you know, connecting with different Facebook groups or local resources, you know, um, and offering those to to your kid too, if you uh, if you feel that they'd be open to that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, do you have any advice for kids who want to come out to their parents? Because you're not a kid, but you have a kid. I do so, have a kid. Yeah, yes. you can. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you you could probably give things. Yeah. Well, I, you and I are very close, yeah. so that's. That's a bonus, a huge bonus. And we've always been, 
you know, very open and we've been able to talk really well. But as a kid, to come up to your parents, um, you just start fostering that open relationship with them if you don't already, already have it. Uh, and again, contact your your local resources and uh, or listen to podcasts like this one. Yeah. And uh, talk to your <laughs> Shameless self-promotion <laughs> inside of the podcast. You're already listening to it, but listen to it more. Yes, yes. Keep listening. <laughs> keep listening. Um, I mean, it's... I. Yeah, it's it's just uh, knowing who you can trust and, and knowing who you're comfortable with. And Yeah, don't come out to anybody who you don't feel safe coming out to. That's the biggest thing. Be ready be and ready. be safe. Yeah, do it on your own terms. Don't don't feel pressured. Yeah, because this is your thing. It affects everybody around you, but it's your thing. Come out when you're ready. Yeah, like we were told by family who are now very supportive, but... There was lots going on in our family at the time, and yeah. still is. Still. And uh, our family never stops. We we wrote an, an email and sent it to everybody in our immediate family. And uh, I guess, you know, they were hurt because we didn't discuss it with them personally beforehand, which I, I understand. But, I mean, it's it's one of those things like how how do you do and I figured an email would be easier, give them yeah. time to process Especially it. since they live further they, away. They live further away, yeah, so it's not like we see each other lots. And yeah. then I sent it out to close friends not not long enough after. So it wasn't <laughs> enough time for for a family to process it. And, yeah. and uh, I feel bad about that. But again, I wasn't doing it as a... As a hurtful thing. As a it hurtful was thing. It was just, just trying to, you know, get it kind of over with. Yeah, and Parker was ready to just rip off the band-aid and, and come out to everybody. Because so I'd already been socially out to out. my friends for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'd already been out to my friends for a while. So I was just like, but I just, I want to come out to my family. I love them. I know that they'll support me. I just kind of want to do it all at once, like a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, to everybody. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah, you know, we got comments like, well, can't can't he wait until he's 18? And, like, does he have to change his name? And, and we responded with, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it, it's not uh, as confused or possibly hurt as everyone around you may be. It's not about them. It's about you mm-hmm. and only you. Like, even even your parents can can have input but at the end of the day it's it's really about what you want and so and how fast do you want to do this yeah you know it's it's at your own pace and you don't don't rush through things and uh or or do if that's if you're ready for yeah it. like, like i wanted a shotgun blast kind of coming out but you could just want i don't know i don't know where to go with this analogy now but you could just want to come out like a slow trickle a few people at a time yeah and that's fine too it's it's individual so it's yeah there's no right or wrong way to do it because coming out sucks and it sucks for everybody and that's the only similarity for coming out for anybody everybody does it differently everybody has different ways that they want to do it so just do it your own way yeah uh 
More questions. What do you have to say? I already know your views on this, but what do you have to say to parents who kick out their kid for being trans? I I think as a parent, uh, you're given the responsibility to raise that child and love that child unconditionally. No matter, it, it's not about what we envision for our kids or who we thought they were going to be it's it's them being themselves and I I don't understand how anyone could not support their child through this I understand that it's difficult but at the end of the day think think of it you know 30 years from now and you don't have contact with your child anymore because you didn't support them through this journey um I that's that's going to be a huge That's regret. so much worse than so much worse. Whatever you're feeling. Yeah, it's it really doesn't matter. Yes, I gave birth to what I thought was a daughter and raised her up until, you know, 15 and you know, those I had a vision of who she was going to be and yeah, all of these hopes and dreams that I had for her future, but it's not about me. It's about my son. And the fact that your kid is courageous enough to come out to you should speak volumes about the kind of person that they are. And you need to support that a hundred percent. It breaks my heart whenever I see parents who aren't supporting their, their child or saying, no, you're not this. I, again, I was raised in a conservative family, and I... Uh, and she still found a way to support me. Yeah, because that's... I can't can't imagine life without without him, so... Aww. Most of the time. Well, you're talking, I broke my Lego <laughs> astronaut. It's sad. Rest in peace, yeah. Lego astronaut. Love, love your kids. Don't... And your don't Lego astronauts. <laughs> I just got a very disappointing look. <laughs> Anyways, how did my coming out as bi compare to my coming out as trans? Because I explained this earlier, I'm bi too. So, I, well, I, it's a huge difference, honestly. I mean, yeah, I don't even remember how I came out as bi, but like, you know. I, I don't even I honestly I think it was in the car. Because it was something that wasn't, it was just... It was just, hey, mom, I, I'm bi. I know this might sound come out the wrong way, but it was like, it, it didn't matter. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, so you're bi. I, I really, <laughs> Good for you, man. And and I, honestly, I figured that anyways. But uh, as well. So I didn't, I don't care. You love who you love. And as long as they're a good person and they're good to you and they make you happy, doesn't yeah. matter if they're a guy or a girl or what. Trans was a little bit different because you're going from what I thought was a daughter to to a son. So it's not that's it was a, a pretty big change. It's a big change. Yeah, I mean it's I never it was my own uh internal struggle that I, I had to deal with. And it yeah. wasn't, wasn't ever that I didn't support you or, um, 
Because there's like a wanted morning to try process, to stop though. you for 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 doing this at all. It was just it was yeah. a, a big part of it. Again, like I said before, was just the the safety. Like, what does this yeah. mean for your future? And you know, we live in a small town, and and uh, you just. Yeah, and with a, a lot of stuff that's going on in the states, and trying to stop healthcare for for transgender people, and uh, and to you know they have to enlist in the military under their assigned gender at birth, and it, I, I'm just so so thankful that we live in Canada. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of the U.S., how <laughs> my voice just cracked yeah that's the tea. testosterone <laughs> <laughs> so many joys um how have your views changed prior to my coming out uh i would say um i'm definitely still not uh you're still a conservative i'm still a conservative but i'm nothing wrong liberal. with that i'm a lot more liberal and and i've always supported lgbtq rights that's yeah. never never been an issue for me which is why i felt safe to come out to you because like you've never spoken outwardly against them you've never been like like whenever we watched any queer media it would just be like yeah Sweet. Yeah, I just, I just, like, you love who you love. It, <laughs> yeah, I don't people, understand what whatever. the big deal is. Like, it's, it really, really be happy and, and live your life. But, uh, yeah, what's happening in the U.S. is, is horrifying. And it's, they've taken a, a huge step back, you know, in, in the terms of human rights. And, uh, I, I definitely uh, will advocate for LGBTQ rights from forever because it's it's important and and you have to stand up for for others and uh, and mm-hmm. do what's right. Yay! All right. Well, those are all the questions. So thanks for being here. Thanks for in, having in me. our own house on our couch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was my mom. She's awesome. I love her so much. I I am so glad that I got an awesome mom who loves me unconditionally and wouldn't kick me out of the house. <laughs> but, yeah, some people aren't so lucky. So I thought this would be nice to have a good example of a good parent or per, blah, 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 parental figure. I can talk well. This is how most of my episodes go. Yeah, I know. She listens. <laughs> yeah. She listens to my podcast, too, which, like, she already listens to me talk 24-7, and she chooses to do it for another half hour. But, yeah, I am very lucky to have this awesome parental figure. And I hope that you are, too. And if you aren't, my mom will fake adopt you. I, I will adopt you, yeah. Yeah. Free mom hugs. Yeah. virtual hugs hugs. uh yeah so we'll return after some transition music yay yay transition music but we're back 
So, after that fun questionnaire with my mother, my lovely, lovely, wonderful mother, I'm gonna go over some stuff that I wish I did differently for my coming out. Because although I am so happy with how it went, and I am so happy that I have such an awesome and loving mom, there are still things that I wish that I didn't do, but I wanted to do better. As I said earlier, I think putting in a wallet was a dick move, and it probably would have ruined her day at work if she had read it, so I'm glad with the way that I did it, I just wish that I didn't put it in her wallet beforehand. I like that we went to a movie afterwards, I think it broke up some of the awkwardness, softened the blow, but I should have given her the letter before we were seconds away from leaving the house. Like, we had our coats on, it was really... (laughs) Overall, I'm pretty happy with how I came out. It was a little messy, but it all turned out well, and I'm happy that I did it. Yes, not all coming out stories are great, and it can really suck, but I hope that you take mine as a sign that not everything turns out for the worst. That's all for this episode. Please support this podcast by finding it on Twitter at transform underscore pod underscore because transformative was too many letters and Instagram at transformative underscore podcast. Please also remember that you can now find this podcast on plenty of platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. I hope that this episode has helped you in some way or maybe even made you feel more comfortable in your own skin. I have been Parker and this has been another episode of Transformative A How-To Guide. See you next episode.